everybody, and welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 149 of the podcast, your college football week 11 spectacular. It is great to have you with us. In just a few moments, we'll head to Las Vegas. Jason Symbol, the VP of Risk for CG Technology. You know their sports books. They're at the Cosmopolitan, which is a fantastic spot. They're at the Venetian and beyond. He's going to come on. I have a list of like 15 games I'm going to fire his way. And he's going to give you the bookmaker's insight as to what is happening with each of these games in Las Vegas so far this week. But first, (laughs) as always, we begin with your upset alert. Four and one overall last week. Nine and one over the last two weeks. But yet, our one loser came via the upset alert last week where Louisiana Tech got smashed 45-3 to at Mississippi State. That puts the upset alert at 5-4 and four on the season. So not dreadful, but it's the only loss we've sustained over the last two weeks as our college picks have gone 9-1, and one, which put us at 29-19-1 overall in the season. So we're just above that 60% mark heading into the meat of the November schedule. This week's upset alert takes us to Happy Valley. Wisconsin is catching nine points against Penn State Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, Beaver Stadium. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We faded Penn State for good reason two weeks ago against Iowa, and we won. And then we faded the Nittany Lions last Saturday at Michigan, and we won big again. Now we're going back to the well in favor of a Wisconsin team that has the blueprint required to pummel Penn State into the turf. And that blueprint is exactly what Michigan employed in last week's 42-7 annihilation of James Franklin's squad. It's a robust and consistent rushing attack, in this case, led by Jonathan Taylor, who is averaging an insane 6.6 yards per carry in 2018. As for Penn State, after a perfect 4-0 start to the season, They now find themselves mired in a brutal five-week stretch of dreck that featured back-to-back losses to Ohio State and Michigan State, a razor-thin win over a lowly Indiana squad, a lucky win over Iowa, and a humiliating blowout loss at Michigan last Saturday. The Lions are just 2-13-2 against the number over their last seven games following a loss, while Wisconsin is 12-3 against the number over its last 15 road dates. Remember, The Badgers still have plenty to play for as Wisconsin finds itself tied with Purdue and just a game back of Northwestern in the Big Ten West, while Penn State is currently fifth in the Big Ten East. Take the nine points with the Badgers and our upset alert of the week. All right, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Now, they're going to start odd, and then they're going to get more and more obvious. Do you like monkeys with knives? Like I said, hmm, this is intriguing, but perhaps a bit odd. Do you like sports gaming? Now we're starting to warm up. Do you like winning money? Now we're there. Then check out monkeyknifefight.com. That's monkeyknifefight.com. It's the new 100% legal gaming site that everybody's talking about. They have dozens of games and chances to win. Games like Over Under, where you win if you nail two player-based props, or Hit five props, and the winnings 
even bigger. So play now. Enter the promo code COVERS and get a $5 free game and an exclusive instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's the promo code COVERS. And if you go into the bio of this podcast, the link is right there. Click the link. Use the promo code COVERS. Boom. That's monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com. Woo! He's the VP of Risk for CG Technology, which runs great sports books like the Cosmo and the Venetian. You can follow him on Twitter at jsymbol. Jason Symbol making his return to the Sharp 600. Buddy, thanks for coming on the show. How's life treating you? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, no complaints here. Happy to make my triumphant return to the Sharp 600. <laughs> all right, let's start with this. I ask all college football guests this. Is there anyone out there, in your opinion, who has a legitimate shot of beating Alabama this year? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, in a one-game situation, you figure that somebody can do it. Um, you know, I would guess if I had to pick one team, I'd say Clemson for obvious reasons. But, you know, getting rid of them as kind of the, the obvious answer uh, I mean, I would say my next choice would maybe be Oklahoma just because you've seen Nick Saban defenses struggle with that style of offense before. The mobile quarterback. Yeah, mobile quarterback. If they can put up enough points to kind of put some pressure on Bama, Bama's offense, maybe that's a team to look out for. All right, we're going to talk about all three teams just mentioned there today. Let's start with Alabama laying 24 against Mississippi State. This is a for as classic as the Bama LSU game is, this is classic in its own right because Bama plays Mississippi State after LSU almost every year. A lot of people view this as a potential letdown spot. History shows that Bama hasn't been great in this spot, but they certainly haven't been awful. What are you seeing in terms of action on Bama Mississippi State? Yeah, so, I mean, letdown spot for sure uh, in terms of the, what we've seen so far from a betting perspective. Now, when I say letdown spot, I don't mean letdown and lose. I mean letdown and fail to cover. Right. So um, this game opened 26-and-a-half, and it got bet all the way down uh, with some pretty sophisticated people betting it down to where it is now, which is 23-and-a-half. Um, so, you know, one of the things about these Bama games is you know that you're going to get nothing but Bama money. We'll talk about that with Clemson as well uh, when we get there. But you're going to get nothing but Bama money, you know, come day of. So you want to open these numbers a little bit higher to try to get some action on the dog earlier in the week, which is what we did and which is what happened. Um, so it's down to 26-and-a-half. Uh, sorry, went down to 23.5 from 26.5. One thing to, to keep in mind, though, is in terms of kind of a power ranking, Mississippi State and LSU are pretty much neck and neck. In fact, one of the guys I work with had Mississippi State ranked higher than LSU. So you figure the fact is, you know, based on kind of the 14-point spread last week, maybe you're getting an extra point or two on the number here for Mississippi State than you normally would. Are you seeing a lot of action on Bama first halves? A lot of us that kind of keep a close eye on this have been talking about it throughout the course of the year. It covered again last week against LSU. Every Bama first half has covered this season. Are you seeing that money show up at the books as well? Yes, and it started, I'd say, about three weeks ago um, <laughs> where they're just betting Bama first half, and these numbers are getting inflated, right? I mean, Bama was 14, 14 and a half against LSU, and the first half number is nine. Uh, you know, normally it would be it would be eight. So you know that's that's happening. They're betting it anyway, and they're covering all of them. You know, so here at twenty three and a half for the game, you're going to probably look at a first half number around fourteen, and they're going to lay it. Clemson laying twenty on the road against Boston College. It's the middle of November. It's the Northeast. There could be some weather here. Interesting situation for the Tigers, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I will say is, you know, one of the things we look out for, it's never fun for us as a book 
when the sharp side early in the week is also the side that we know the public's going to be on. <laughs> That's what happened with Clemson here. Um, so th- this one opened at 17 and a half. It got bet all the way up to 20 at one point. Um, we did take one bet at 20 on, on Boston College. We went down to 19 and a half. Um, I think 19 ends up being the number here, but Sharps were early to bet Clemson. Also, one thing to keep in mind on this one is the total, which is 57 now, and we took some smart bets on the under. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I'm not sure which Cowboys team is going to show up. Some weeks they look great, like they did against Texas. Others, they stumble all over themselves. What are you seeing for this matchup? Oh, here's another one, just like the Clemson one I talked about. This game opened Oklahoma at 18-point favorite. They got that all the way up to 21. Same story as last week. I think they were open, They opened 11 or 11-and-a-half 11 last week against Texas Tech, ended up closing north of 14. So the, the math, if you will, that these sharp guys are employing is certainly in favor of Oklahoma, and that's kind of why these numbers have been creeping up. So Oklahoma and Clemson, two sides that the public is sure to bet. The sharps are on early in the week. I'm a Penn State graduate, but I faded them and made money each of the last two weeks. They have not looked good. Uh, they got they blew it against Ohio State. Then they were two touchdown favorites and lost outright to Michigan State. Barely got by Indiana as a huge favorite. Should have lost to Iowa. Iowa was, go- was going in late. They got lucky, and then they get hammered by Michigan. And now here we are. They're laying nine against Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin's been a bit of a disappointment this year, but they can run the ball. And Michigan ran all over Penn State last week. Am I crazy to like the Badgers in the points? Not at all. And I'll tell you, there's sometimes there's games where I don't even need to look at any kind of kind of quote unquote handicapping measures to kind of get a feel for it. I can just look at the bets that we see on our side of the counter and get a feel for kind of what's happening. So think about this one: game opened eight. Uh, that's Penn State minus eight. Went to nine, uh, and as soon as we went to nine, we we automatically. Uh, took bets on Wisconsin plus the nine, and we went back to the eight. Now, there are some other books out there uh, that have a number of, um, you know, there are some books out there that have uh, a number of Penn State minus eight, and nobody's laying, nobody's laying eight at all. Uh, if, and if there's nines out there, and you could take the nine right away with, Penn, with Wisconsin, and, you know, when the number's eight on the favorite, Nobody wants to actually bet it. It kind of gives you the indication that the dog is live because, um, when put it this way, when, when there's numbers out there that are less than what people could lay at our place, tends to give me the feeling that the, uh, the number is going to creep down. So I wouldn't be surprised if Wisconsin even becomes less of a dog, maybe seven and a half pretty soon. Sticking with the Big Ten, Ohio State laying three and a half at Michigan State this Saturday. That date with Michigan in the big one looms large. What do you make of the showdown? Yeah, same story kind of here with Ohio State uh, that we talked about in the last game. So game number here is Ohio State minus four in Michigan State. Bounced back between three and a half and four. Uh, However, nobody really sharp wants to take Michigan State plus the four. Um, It's kind of been, you know, some fans betting Michigan State plus four. We did take a sharp bet on Ohio State minus three and a half. So if nobody's taking the four with Michigan State uh, and they can – you know, like I said in the last game, if nobody wants to take the dog plus the four, usually gives me an indication that that's not the sharp side. So I would look for this one to go up a little bit, four and a half potentially. 
Tom Herman's Longhorns laying two against Texas Tech. Interesting spot for the Longhorns considering they had it last week and then West Virginia got him at the wire. Is this a potential letdown spot for Texas? Yeah, it could be. I mean, this is like another week with another close Longhorns line. Seems like every week their oh, games yeah. are kind of between pick and three. And this is another one where open Texas minus one got bet up a little bit to Texas minus two. But to be honest with you, nothing crazy driving this price. Just, you know, pretty lopsided action in terms of ticket count on Texas. Um, but it's been all public money on Texas. So this is certainly one of the more public sides of the week. What do I make of West Virginia? They're laying 11 and a half against TCU. Huge win for Holgerson at Texas last week. Yeah, this is kind of the, the classic quote-unquote letdown spot, if you will. West Virginia coming off the huge last-second win, going for two there at the end of that game. And now you have a spot where you know they're going home as a double-digit favorite against TCU. Number here, open 13. Took a, actually a pretty sharp bet on TCU. Number went down to 12. Uh, so, you know, here kind of – I mentioned it before with a few other games – we're at West Virginia minus 12. Other, a lot of other books out there are only at 11.5, so it looks like this one's going to go down from 12 to 11.5. Public is going to be on West Virginia. This is your pros versus Joes, if you will. Public on West Virginia, pros on TCU. Kentucky laying 5.5 at Tennessee. This is an interesting situation. Kentucky, for as impressive as a season as they've had, two weeks ago they were playing with fire against Missouri. Last week they got burned in a big way against Georgia. Which Kentucky team are we going to see? Are they going to get up for this one? Looks like people think they will. Uh, you know, Kentucky's a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and that bumped up from three-and-a-half where it was a couple days ago. So Kentucky is on the sharp side here. And the public really hasn't decided what they want to do with this one yet. Nobody really is very excited to bet Tennessee because they've been so bad. But kind of, you know, Kentucky – got kind of the, 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 the wind taken out of their sails, if you will, last week. So I'm not sure what the public is going to do with this one. Sharps are on Kentucky and also under 43. Washington State's having that magical season for head coach Mike Leach. So close, so close to letting it all slip away against California last week, but they survive. Now they're laying six at Colorado. What's going to happen here? I know a lot of people are waiting for that Washington State letdown spot because it usually happens every year, but this is one, we talked about it with Clemson, Public and Sharps all over Washington State opened four and a half Washington State in Colorado, bet all the way up to six and a half. Massive disparity in ticket count here. It was like six times more on Washington State than Colorado last I checked. So pros and Joes all over Washington State here in this one. Utah laying four and a half against Oregon. I could ask you which Utah team is going to show up. I can also ask you which Oregon team is going to show up. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, Utah actually has been pretty pretty. I don't want to use. I don't know if the word consistent uh, is 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 accurate. But think about this: their last four games, they scored 40, 42, 41, 41 uh, points, and then they laid an egg to to, uh, to Arizona State. So you know you figured that they kind of figured it out, and then all of a sudden they they kind of lay an egg here on offense. But this game has been all Utah action. Uh, Sharp, probably I would I would arguably say our best college football better on Utah with this one laying four and four and a half. So I would look for Utah to be on the uh, on the up and up in this one. Final question: Notre Dame undefeated, laying a huge number, sixteen and a half against Willie Taggart's stumbling and bumbling FSU squad. Do you see the Irish putting it on the Seminoles this weekend? Yeah, this is kind of one where the, the betters have kind of shrugged their shoulders a little bit. So when when it was announced that book was out, Notre Dame quarterback, we went from eighteen to sixteen and a half, uh, and ever since then, uh, you know, there's really not been much action at all. 
you know, it's it's been, you know, people are kind of like, okay, this guy's not playing, not really sure what to do with it. So it hasn't moved at all from when it was 16 and a half. So even though um, Notre Dame is a is a massive favorite, I don't know if people are going to be excited to lay a big number with them in this one. Follow him on Twitter at Jay Symbol, the VP of Risk at CG Technology. And if you're in Vegas, you got to stop by their shops. The Venetian has a great CG sports book. So does the Cosmo, which has a shuffleboard table. Your boy personally loves that. Jason Symbol with us here on the Sharp 600. Jason, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for the insight. Tremendous work as always. Thanks, Joe. Talk soon. No more. No. Not tonight. All right. Four and one last week. Nine and one combined over the last two weeks. Let's see if we can keep this heater going. All right. Pay attention. Game number one is Friday night. 10-15 Eastern, 7-15 Pacific, Albertson Stadium as Fresno State is traveling to Idaho to take on the Boise State Broncos. I got two key reasons why I'm firing big on Boise State Friday night to jumpstart this weekend's round of plays. First, Bulldogs head coach Jeff Tedford is now 19-3-1 against the spread since returning as Fresno State's head coach last season. And take note that during the Bulldogs' current seven-game winning streak, Tedford's program is emerging victorious by an average of 27 points per game while holding the opposition to just 11 points per game. Reason number two why I like Fresno State on Friday night. For as recognizable as Boise State's Smurf turf is to college football fans around the country, the Broncos are just 5-15 and 15 against the spread over their last 20 home games, which points in part to a bit of overvaluing on the Broncos when playing at home. Lay the two and a half with Fresno State, who has covered the spread in each of its last four games with rival Boise State. Game number two to Saturday we go. Missouri laying 16 and a half against Vanderbilt. Saturday, 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific, Memorial Stadium. Vanderbilt snapped a three-game losing streak at Arkansas last Saturday thanks to a 45-31 win over a lowly Razorbacks program. But this is a bigger step up in class. Not a huge step up in class, but a bigger step up in class for a defense that is surrendering an average of 470 yards per game over its last four outings. Missouri quarterback Drew Locke and the Tigers should have their way with Vanderbilt's secondary on Saturday. But more importantly... Take note that Mizzou is just one win away from bowl eligibility. So it would be really nice to get that monkey off the team's back with three games left on schedule. The Tigers have covered the number in four of their last five home games, but pay particular attention to this team's home and road splits. At home this season, Missouri is plus 81 in scoring differential and plus 137 in total yardage differential. On the road, the Tigers are minus 7 in point differential and minus 24 in total yardage differential. Look for a blowout in Columbia on Saturday, so lay the 16 and a half points with the Tigers. Game number three, Alabama hosting Mississippi State over under a 54 total points. Saturday, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific, Bryant-Denny Stadium. Now, a lot of people will be talking about the dreaded letdown spot for Alabama following the Tide's 29-0 beatdown of rival LSU last Saturday night. But take note that since Nick Saban arrived in Tuscaloosa in 2007, Bama is 9-2 straight up and 5-6 and against the spread in the week following the LSU game. Not exactly worth writing home about, but not necessarily a dreadful letdown spot either. What most people fail to recognize, even though it's right in front of them, 
is the fact that since 2007, the Alabama under is a highly profitable 9-2 in the week following the LSU matchup. In Saturday's scenario against Mississippi State, you have two very impressive defenses that have combined to surrender an average of just 43.6 points per game in the last five showdowns between these two schools, all of which took place the week after Alabama played LSU. Now take note that the under is cashed in each of Mississippi State's last five road games and is 17-5 in the Bulldogs' last 22 games overall. Come Saturday afternoon in Tuscaloosa, we'll be looking for a slow, sluggish battle between SEC West foes that hopefully features a grand total of fewer than 54 points. And finally, Cincinnati laying 14 against South Florida Saturday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific Nippert Stadium. This is a tale of two teams headed in completely opposite directions. For South Florida, the Bulls have seen the train completely derail from the tracks after a 7-0 start was followed up by a 57-36 humiliation at Houston one week prior to a 26-point home drubbing courtesy of Tulane. And let's not forget the fact that South Florida has failed to cover the number in four straight as well as six of its last seven outings. For Cincinnati, the Bearcats are out for revenge following last year's 33-3 butt-whooping suffered at the hands of this South Florida program. But where the Bulls got sloppy following the end of the team's perfect 7-0 season, Cincinnati responded in the exact opposite manner after blowing a 6-0 start to the season, only to fall 24-17 at Temple three weeks ago. Since that game on October 20th, the Bearcats have hammered SMU and Navy by a combined score of 68-20. Look for both programs to keep heading in opposite directions, which is why we're laying the two touchdowns with Cincinnati. So... 9-1 over the last two weeks, 4-1 last week. To recap, your five games this week, upset alert, Wisconsin plus 9 over Penn State. Fresno State Friday night, 2.5 over Boise State. Lay the 16.5 with Missouri over Vanderbilt. Play the under of 54 total points in the Alabama-Mississippi State matchup and lay the 14 with Cincinnati over South Florida. Thank you to Jason Symbol for joining us today. Thanks to all of you for your continued support. Be well, everybody, and best of luck.